Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Let's Talk Battle Rap with your host, France. If you'd like to follow the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at We Talk Battle Rap. You can also listen to the show and subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Let's Talk Battle Rap. Please like, subscribe, comment, rate. Any feedback is welcome. And for today's episode, we have a battle rapper from the West Coast. You've just seen him on URL's Traffic 3, seen him on Bullpen's Fade Event, King of the Dot World Domination 7. Today we have on the show Battle Rapper B Dot. Hey Dot, what's going on, man? It's France. Oh, what's up, brother? How's it going, bro? Oh, it's going all right. Staying in there, chilling with the kids and all that. That's what's up, man. How's your hand feeling? Better? Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, just these huge blisters. It 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 looks uh, it looks worse it looks than what it feels. Than it is. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Perfectly yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, damn, man. I, I don't want to take too much of your time, but I, I gotta, I gotta talk to you about Saturday, man. I was watching it, and uh, I was pretty excited for you, man. How'd you feel? Dope, man. Appreciate it. So good, man. So good. It's just I had, I had a couple goals in battle rap, and I feel absolutely accomplished. I feel like I, uh, I've, uh, you know, I met all my, uh, my goals and expectations within battle rap, man. So it's finally, it, it feels good to finally get all those monkeys off my back, you know. Man, there's so much to be said about the battle, in and out the battle. But, like, first off, when you took the battle, right, and you're battling Emerson Kennedy, and he gave you that first round back, what were you? What was going on in your back of your head? Man, I knew, I knew how brilliant Emerson Kennedy is. I think he's probably, him and, him and Young Cannon, to me, are probably the most underrated guys in the genre and the sport. So uh, while I was preparing for Verb, Loso, and Emerson, you know, simultaneously, um... I kept it in the back of my mind that uh, that he's really dangerous, man. He's really a special, underrated dude. Yeah, man. And with me, there's always been. I've seen him. And yeah, he's really, for he's sure. Really, he's really good. And he's really underrated. But I think it's just uh, super you, underrated. You, you came out the gate, and plus you're home. So like that first round set the bar so high. So when he was able to meet that intensity, I think it shocked the world. Not because of who he was, yeah, but more because he matched that level of intensity. And and in the building, everybody's like, "Oh, one zero, one zero." So I'm looking at it on cam, like, "Oh man, beat that fuck around, might lose the next round." <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then it all backfires. Yeah, man, that's what it all. That's what it always is with me too. Um, the expectation is really high, and then um, you put somebody like me in the ring with somebody like Emerson, who's highly underrated but highly talented. Um, it kind of puts me at a huge disadvantage because uh, I'm supposed to, like, smoke him and walk through him, you know. But in reality, you know, he's just as good as me. It's just that he doesn't have the accolades or the notoriety attached to his name that I have. So, uh, you know, I'm always – it's always up to a battle for me, man. But, no, nah, he, he, was, he was brilliant. I know you got to be waiting for the time you have a battle and you're like, yo, I'm finally the underdog. Like, every time I go into a battle, everybody expects me to – to come out victorious. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That would be that would be nice. <laughs> if if I do battle again, man, uh, I would love to battle somebody where they think I'm gonna just get killed, man. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because when you watch that battle again, you really realize that your first round you had more punches than than him, but the second round, his rebuttals and his his and his like his haymakers were better than his in the second. So it's funny, like in in the person yeah. in live. He goes to you, oh, 1-1, one, one, right? 1-1? One, one. But looking back, I'm like, nah, I think it's the other way around when you flip it, you know? It's funny because he asked you. He was like, oh, how, what's it look like? And I think you whispered to me like, nah, I still got the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I felt like I, I don't know. I mean, I, I gotta watch the game, man. I don't, you know, at, at this point, man, I, it ain't even about winning rounds, man. No, it's just of about course. you know making statements. You know what I mean? So, and I think you've done that in every battle you had this year to the point where it's like, wow, what a run! You know, what a run! Yeah, man, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was cool. I did three battles in less than thirty days, man. So that's crazy, man. Something I didn't think I was able to do. You know, you know what's I think the highlight of your battle that you guys were the quote unquote PG battle, but you were the battle of the night essentially. Yeah, or if, man. If, right. if not, if not the bat, if not the battle of the night, the second best battle of the night, or one of the most impactful battles of the night, where it's like we were the surprise yeah, battle on the card, and we're the PG. So like this is on paper, this isn't supposed to happen, but it happened. Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. It's, 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 I think that uh, like I was saying, EK is highly underrated. So, um, if he was given his just due before the battle, I think um, as soon as they seen us two come out, I think everybody would have known, like, oh, yeah, this is about to be battle tonight. But since he's so underrated, you know, people probably wasn't expecting that, man. And Yeah, man. Ended up, it's, it's either battle of the night or it's right up there with Av and Geechee. Yeah, absolutely, man. What what was your final takeaway for uh, your round three, man? Because now it's like everybody thinks, oh, BDOT's never coming back to URL. But I think it's bigger than that. I think it's much bigger than that. Knowing knowing how I know you, you had a much bigger message for that. Yeah, man. I mean, I I had to. I think I think healthy discussion is, is, is good. You know what I mean? I looked at that like me having a discussion with my older brothers about a discrepancy. You know. <laughs> just getting something off my chest with my older bros, you know, just having a conversation with Smack Beasley and Chico, um, who are, you know, the, the culture. They are the culture. There is no culture without them. You know what I mean? And I'm just, mm-hmm. I was just voicing my discrepancies, man, but but in a family-oriented kind of way, you know, just getting it off my chest. So uh, I don't think from what I, from, from the vibe I got from them after the joint, I don't think that they took it personal. Um, so, uh, I guess we'll only time will tell. We'll see the comments that they make. I'm sure that they're going to get asked, and uh, we'll see the comments that they make about it. Um, but from what I know, from from my energy and my my vibe with them after the joint, um, it didn't seem like they were too too bothered by it at all. Yeah, man. Midway through the round, you actually you can hear it on the camera on the pay per view. You say to Smack, "Oh, I still love you, bro." You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. Absolutely. What's your um? What's your What's your motive now is, is in the sense of, like, wow, like, the West Coast is really making moves now with, like, you know, Jay Vicious, yourself, Geechee Gotti. L.A. Battlegrounds has an upcoming uh, event, I think, in January. So, like, L.A.'s making really great moves. How do you feel to, to yeah, feel, be a part of all that in the midst of it? It's dope, man. It, it reminds me of the music industry. Um, you know, when, when gangster Rap took over in the late 80s, early 90s, and... Um, you know, you had NWA and you had that whole movement. It kind of reminds me of that. I think that we just, you know, time time uh, allows everyone to have their their movement and their time to shine. And right now it's just West Coast time to shine, man. I'm just, you know, happy I can play a part in it. Yeah, man. I haven't seen you that aggressive in, in, in most of your battles where you're just screaming out like, this is the West. This is the West. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and then from day, everybody on the day one event and then moving forward, it's just like, wow, like we're in – we're in a really healthy direction to see a bunch of new battlers come out from the West and, and make an impact in the, in the game. And everybody comes with yeah. substance. Like, everybody's not just punch, punch, punch. Like, they have their own personality and story behind it, you know? Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. It's, it's, it's our time, man. 
we our experience is different. Not to um not to act like we're better than anyone, but um in terms of our experience, man, uh in Los Angeles and Los Angeles County, um, you know, the the, the, the gang life and the street life, our experience is different. So I think that we can add to the culture, we can add some substance to the culture that's been missing, you know. So I think it's our time, man, for sure. Yeah, I think so too, man. Um, what's your, what you think of uh, Gichi Gotti's performance, man? Give me some details on that. He did really good. Too. Amazing, man. Amazing. I um, I was wondering if if, if Gichi had the whole package, if he was ever going to show to show everybody that he had the whole package, and I think he did, man. And Av, in my personal opinion, Av is still the most dangerous person in battle rap. Oh, so yeah, I think punch uh, for punch, he's definitely up there. In the yeah, age. punch for punch. Sure, yeah, sure. man, punch for punch. I think I think he's the most dangerous. So I think um, GC fared well. Um, I would have to rewatch that to give a winner. But in the building, man, it was just it was dope, man. I, I, both of them back and forth. It was it was a fight for sure. Oh man, that that's what's up, man. I, I really love. You know, I, I actually want to take it way back. When did you start battling per se? Um, you, you mean like in a in a in a league sense, like professional wise, or just in general? In general. Ah man, in general, it goes all the way back to junior high days, man. Sixth, seventh grade, you know, lunchtime by the lunch tables. Um, you know, oh such and such can rap. I heard you can rap. Y'all should battle. That kind of deal, man. So yeah, back to like back to like the, the mid nineties, you know, ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, around that time. Yeah, man, absolutely. Cause it's funny. Uh, when a lot of people say, "Oh, this is up and coming rapper named B Dot," and you know, I, I look back because I was a real pioneer of this of the battle rap era. I seen yeah. you. I seen a battle of yours. I think about maybe two thousand nine, two thousand eight against Rockstar. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. Out in uh, your your area, outside, outdoors. Right. So like in yeah. in in those times, I've always heard that like battle rapping, just like in, in the West Coast, in the South, and all these other states was just like New York, because there's just no cameras out there. So you were out here mm-hmm. battling. T- take us through the process of when you battled Rockstar, and then you transitioned to your first battle in the league, which was in uh, Daily Duels. Yeah, man. Um, So Rockstar, for people that don't know who Rockstar is, he, he's, a pretty, uh, he's a pretty big dude in the industry now, because he writes records for like R&B people like Chris Brown and stuff like that. So he's doing his thing, and um. At the time, back in like 2007, 2008, I believe, um, he was running around battling and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I was running around battling as well. So we set that up, man. We just met like at a neutral place um, to where, you know, we, we both felt comfortable. And, uh, yeah, we just, we, just, we just got it on, man. And just, you know, one of my buddies had the, the, the held hand um, camcorder and all that. And, uh, yeah, we just, me and Rockstar battled it out, man. It was, it was pretty dope. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. How did you get into the more professional modern era of battle rap in uh your the league you first started in Daily Duels with uh the battle rap? Oh yeah. Game? Yeah, with know it all. Yeah, so how that went about is uh a friend of mine named Young Baca, uh Jeffrey Baca, he he's a he's a club promoter now. He puts on events and stuff like that. Um at the time he he was running a website and he came to the studio to interview me about some of my music and stuff and uh, he brought know it all with him. And we just start happened to talk about battle rap and you know what was going on in the culture this was like 2012 around that time you know that was one of the biggest years in battle rap and um you know baka was the the, the uh the homie uh young baka was telling me if i would want to battle again and i was like yeah of course for sure and you know know it all was there so we kind of chopped it up and um know it all was like look we could battle in my league 
that I'm that I'm helping to to run and organize called Daily Dudes. And I said, okay, cool, let's do it, man. It was kind of just kind of just went like that. I always wanted to get back in it. I just didn't have any type of plug or resources. So when they came through, like I was already ready to get back in it. So, so yeah, we made that happen. I think we battled like at the end of 2013, or I forgot. I think it was December 2013, if I, if I'm correct. Yeah, I remember the battle was late 2013. So it's interesting yeah. when you when you were battling in the streets. And then you finally battled on the league. What exactly was yeah. your goal, like at the beginning of battling? Were you like, okay, I see battling starting to take off, and I've been doing it for a long time. I can, I can be like one of these guys, or you know, there's money to make. I can promote my brand because at the beginning of battle rap, everybody wanted to start promoting themselves as an artist. Yeah. And you, since you have a very different style, what exactly was your goal when you first started battling? Um, I man, just to get busy, man. I guess just to just to prove that you, you know, just the whole MC competitive nature that we have as MCs is just innately in us to 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 want to outwrap the next man. So really, just that I, I really didn't have any goals per se. I think after the Know It All battle, um, that's when I went over to LA Battlegrounds and I battled a, a dude by the name of CG Osa, and I think that's when I I uh, put a lot of content in there in terms of you know the conscious perspective, and I think after that. After that, I realized, okay, there's something I could do with this. I could really, really use this platform to get out a message and as well as as compete and contend, you know. But I, I figured, like, okay, since that went off, that went on successful, that I could continue to do that. And, you know, that's what I've been doing thus far. Yeah, I've seen the battle with Fiji as well. And then after Fiji, you battled Strict. And then you got yeah. the opportunity to battle Daylight. But before I get to the Daylight mm-hmm. battle and then the, the, the transition, transition in your career, I want to ask, yeah. what made you change your battle style? Because early when you battled Know It All, you you kind of had a more of a punch flow, you know. Then you started yeah. to become more of the conscious battle rapper, and you became more into your wordplay and lyricism. What made you change your style yeah. in battle rap? Yeah, you know what I was. So the Know It All battle, you know, obviously that was my first battle uh, back. I mean, prior to that was the was the Rockstar one, and that was in like in two thousand seven to two thousand eight, I believe. And so the know-it-all one is almost like seven years later. So I think I was a little rusty and I didn't really know like, you know, what format I wanted to use or how I wanted to come across. I think I was just watching battles and kind of like, you know, following the template, if you will, and trying to figure out how do you do this? You know what I mean? Like how do, how do you be effective in, in, in this, in this culture and how do you, um, how do you compete with these guys? So I think that my first battle with know-it-all was me just kind of being like generic, you know what I mean? Kind of just, try to follow the, the the format of it. And I think when I battled Fiji, I was more so like, okay, here's a way where I can be conscious, you know what I mean? And, and we're not going to dance around the elephant in the room. Of course, I'm, I, I was influenced by Lux, and I, I say that in, in multiple interviews, you know. So when Lux did his thing as some madness, I think the consciousness and the content really influenced me to um, to kind of take that approach as well. Like, okay, if he could do that, I could do that. I got the information and the knowledge as well. And so, you know, that influenced me, which, of course, you know, brought on the, um, oh, he's a fake Lux, he's going to be Lux, that whole deal, that came with that. But, you know, it was one of them things where I, I just I just wanted to have content, you know, and that was that was the best way for me to get out the content and get out the message, man. And, and you know, of course, it had similarities to Lux's style because of what he did at Summer Madness. But I don't think that uh, if I wouldn't have seen him do that, you know, I probably would have just been going down a different path or, or probably wouldn't even battled again, probably to be honest with you, because I probably would have been like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just get into this culture and just rap about a bunch of nonsense that, that really don't apply to who I am as a person. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I wasn't going to really bring up the Lux topic since you brought it up. It's, it's interesting. Some people want to compare your style to Lux. I think the only comparison yeah. is maybe there's like a certain cadence or certain things where it's like, oh, I think I've heard this style before. But when you really start to dissect right. you and Lux, there's really not much of a comparison. But one thing I do like is that Lux sees a lot of like, he, he appreciates what you're able to bring to the table. He appreciates your content. Yeah. So even if yeah. you guys, you know, have two different messages, two different stratospheres with your styles, there's, there's a level of appreciation where it's like, hey, this isn't a clone or one isn't better than the other. They both can coexist. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. My, You know, when you battled in the streets, you were also very heavy into punchlines. And now people say, you know, there's always a stigma where, like, B-Dot couldn't battle a punchline rapper. B-Dot needs an angle. But B-Dot's, mm-hmm. been, able to, B-Dot's been able to punch. What, yeah. when, when in your life, so this is more personal, when in your life did you transition from being a punchline rapper to the, the conscious rapper? Not just so much in battle rap, but now as you as, like, a, as an artist. Yeah, me as an artist, probably like around 2010, 2011. Um, you know, I just had like a, a, a spiritual transformation. You know what I mean? Kind of like went through some things, experienced some things. Um, my little brother got locked up. He's still locked up. He he he'll, he got to do like 17 years. So, I mean, I come from the gangbang culture. You know, gangbang is very prevalent where I'm from. So I just seen some things, and I, I started to change my perspective on life, and I started to look at things differently. And so that helped me kind of like find myself and find knowledge itself and kind of like, you know, get into African spirituality and Pan-Africanism and African studies and things of that nature. And so that's when the shift happened personally and spiritually, which of course, you know, carried over into the music and, uh, and carried over into my artistry all around. So I, I knew whatever music I was going to make, it was going to have a conscious message to it. And if I hopped in the ring to battle rap, I had to have some type of conscious message to it as well. Yeah, you know, and and I think it's I think it really intrigued a lot of people when like if the, for at least for the people that followed you in uh, your younger days, they seen the transition and they were able to realize, hey, this person has grown and this person's been able to bring his personal life experiences into the into the stage or into the ring or into the arena when we're battling, and that's how you kind of mm-hmm. were able to get the shot with daylight. So now I want to go mm-hmm. back into the ba- your battle career. How did daylight and you? How did that battle come to to fruition? All right, so the, the way that that happened is, is interesting. Um, so the the the, uh, the event that I battled um, Strick on, the theme for that event was domestic violence, and the whole car was supposed to be uh, uh, males versus females. Um, unfortunately, they weren't able to to, to to make the whole theme of the event happen like they wanted it to. So you know, see, they booked some other battles. There's, there's female battle rappers in LA. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of female battle rappers in LA. Which, which AR14, um, mm-hmm. So Finesse. So is my personal favorite. She's she's a she's a dear friend of mine. She's a conscious yeah, a sister too. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you got So Finesse. You've got uh, RX. Um, you've got uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, MBD, uh, Miss Black Cherry Diamond, MBD. Um, there's a couple other ones, man. I I, I hate to, to try to remember them all and miss some, so let me just stop there. But but no, nah, there's, there's a lot of dope female rappers, and um, that event was supposed to be uh, females versus males. Um, a lot of females backed out of it. They didn't they end up wanting to be booked or whatever, and so we filled that card with some other um, some other some other uh, matchups like like me versus Strict. But Daylight was supposed to battle Vicky Myers, Danny Myers' wife, on that card. Oh. Um, they both no showed. And then 
um, L.A. Battlegrounds had already paid Daylight for his appearance and for his performance, so he told them that he owed them a battle and that he, you know, he'll, he'll give them a battle on the next event. And so that's when they, you know, the light bulbs went off in their head and they said, okay, well, battle be died. You know what I mean? So that's how that battle came about. It really was kind of like uh, he kind of owed them a favor, you know, for, for no showing to the to the previous event. And so that came to fruition or whatever and manifested itself. But um, that's one of them battles that I personally don't count on my resume. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it wasn't even a battle. You know, Daylight was just up there talking. But, but it definitely helped me get some notoriety and attention because of yeah, his name. Absolutely. That's where it kind of like yeah. a little bit more of the light started to shed on you. And then that's when you had the battle yeah. with Danny Myers where, like, I feel the battle is incredible. But, you know, the metrics doesn't live up to the value of the battle. And that's just because, yeah, of, you know, yeah. LA Battlegrounds just being a smaller league and not having as much subscribers. And, you know, but the, for the true battle fans, everybody had that battle as one of their battles of the year, if not one of the top two or three battles of the year. So it was interesting yeah. as well to know, like, you know, you had Danny Myers there who probably saw your talent and probably knew you from years ago and decided, hey, I'm giving you a shot. And then... Right, right. And then from there, I have a, I have a question about this battle. What, did okay. you know your performance from this battle was going to elevate you to elevate you to a whole new level in your battle career where like okay now i'm on king of the dot now battles now fans want me to battle on smack now fans want me to battle here fans want me to battle this person did you know this performance was going to be this groundbreaking for you i didn't i didn't man i didn't i mean my my sole focus during that you know battle and that preparation was just it's it's danny myers man so you know he punches heavy back to back so i knew that i had to be at my fullest potential in terms of like what i do so I knew, like, my angles and my approach had to be, like, on point, you know, to contend with this, with, with, with what he does well. So if he's going to punch and, and go back-to-back, back, I need to angle and do what I do at, at my optimal level. So I was just – I was more so just, you know, in fear of uh, of Danny's ability and respecting his ability, and that's what pushed me to, to be at my greatest and, you know, probably my greatest battle to date and my greatest performance to date, you know what I mean? And then, of course, it, it – it, uh, yeah, my whole little trajectory changed. I, I skyrocketed, you know. After that, my my career went upwards. After that, but I didn't I didn't necessarily see it coming. I just knew that I had to fight, and I knew it was going to be a tough battle. Yeah, you know. So that's where like it always blows my mind. Where like, battle rap fans always question your ability to battle uh, battlers that punch heavy. When you know your yeah. your biggest career performance came from Danny Myers, who is a back to back puncher. And then right. you, you moved on to your battle with Cortez, which was really interesting because that showed that you knew how to adapt to the game where, like, you changed mm-hmm. you changed your level of playing field. And more importantly, Cortez, you know, his whole angle in, in that battle was, you know, you're going to be preaching to me the whole time. You're going to preach. You're going to preach. And then your angle right. kind of came with, oh, I'm going to educate you on what the gang life is like here in L.A., what, what my life was like, what's it like growing up. I'm going to educate you on right. your roots. And that's where I kind right. of, that's where I became the biggest fan of you. Where it was like, okay, wow, now we can really discuss how you know African Americans and Latinos are like one and the same, but at the same time very different. And there's a lot to learn between the right. two. And you know, like us as, min- us as minorities, it's, it's very interesting where you start to like dissect the Black Panthers, and then you start to dissect the Young Lords party because uh, right. the, young, the Young Lords had a whole format kind of planned out from the Black Panthers. And you have Afro-Puerto Ricans. So, like, it Mm -hmm. it was a really interesting concept where it's like, oh, I talk about this all the time. Now this is in battle rap. Now we get the chance to see what it's like to put, you know, Jose Chacha Jimenez versus Huey Newton. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. And I think that's a, that's a side of battle rap where it's like um, a lot of fans may be aware of this, but not many are. And now we get to educate everybody. So like each battle, you get to educate somebody on something different. Exactly. No, that's and that and that's the, that's the goal, man. And if I can say something insightful and something that makes people go search for knowledge or go go Google it or go look it up, man. That to me is the win. You know, I don't really care about the general consensus whether B dot wins or loses a battle. I care about if I said something thought provoking. I care about if I address the real issue that we can, you know, try to address in real time in real life. That's outside of just the battle. You know, I try to create those type of conversations. Yeah, you know, battle rap has, has definitely transitioned where in the early years you needed to get wins to so we can know who you were. You needed to have like b- clear body bags, clear wins, clear performances where you know you destroyed your opponent. That's where we had to fight club or, or like battles were judged. Now that we have the stage, all you need to do on is put on the show, and people still want to continue seeing you whether you win or lose because it's always going to be preference. You know, someone's gonna like yeah. someone's gonna like punchlines more than conscious rap, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that conscious rap right. isn't isn't you know good, and vice versa. Right. Absolutely. So now, now we get to fast forward to the current time period of where you're at, which was very interesting because everybody wanted to see how you would pan out against you know Verb and then having a back to back battle with Loso, and it was really uh-huh. interesting that you took it back to back because. There's great battle rappers that are veterans that don't take back-to-back battles and, and perform well back-to-back. Were you right, right, taking, right. Were you pressured by taking both these opponents back-to-back? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pressure. I mean, quite honestly, I would not um, – I probably wouldn't have taken taken a back-to-back battle if it wasn't Verb. You know, the fact that it was Verb – the fact that it was Verb is, is what made it uh, – sorry, man, my, my no, son is a handful. No worries. The fact that it was Verb uh, made it – made it, like, undeniable. Like, I couldn't turn down that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, it was just an opportunity that I just couldn't turn down based on our back and forth that we had in the past and certain things that were said. You know what I mean? I was like, I got to take this battle, man. And, and it's, it was just one of the things where I already had, like, a structure and the template of things I wanted to say to him. So I wasn't I wasn't so much worried about coming up with the material and memorizing it and stuff like that. So, and, and as far as Loso, I had, I had that material ready and, I was already ready to go, you know what I mean? So I, I didn't look at it like, like, damn, I got to write for both of these guys. It's going to be a lot, a lot of hard work. I already had, um, already had the local battle kind of pretty much down, so I wasn't really tripping on that. And then, of course, I, you know, like I just said, the template for Verb, I kind of already created it, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was really interesting that, like, your, your, I won't call it your first battle, but, like, a battle where all the fans is finally having the spotlight on you, where all the fans are like, okay, I want to see B-Dot now. You got to battle Averb, who was down the line, who's, who's going to be a legend in our battle rap game when we look back at the history books. Oh, of course. Absolutely. So it, it was, and how did it make you feel to know that the fans almost had you as the favorite in the battle and Verb as the underdog? It must have been it was, it was, a, it was. It, the problem with that is the narrative with that would had nothing to do with me. It had more so to do with him being um, underwhelming in his last couple performances, which which put me at a disadvantage going in because the perception is I'm supposed to just smoke him. Like, and, and nobody's paying attention to the fact that he's still a verb. You know, this is um this isn't a physical sport. You're not going to lose any physical capability. You know, like in sports, and then you know you you start to you know, your 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 skill set starts to wind down. This is just a mental thing and just a passion thing. So with Verb, I just knew it was all about if he had the passion to do it or not. 
And so I kind of felt like that was unfair to me for pe- people to have me like overwhelmingly winning. I was like, see, now this is that narrative to where if he does, if he, if he's even good or, or a glimpse of his old self, they're going to go crazy for that. So yeah, you know, I'm fighting his legacy. You know what I mean? Like I'm fighting him and his legacy because even if he performs halfway decent, it's like, oh, Verb's back. Oh, yeah, yeah, go, Verb, go, Verb. You know, and then I'm up here, you know, doing what I do, going against that and that whole vibe and that whole aura, you know what I mean? So it was, yeah, it was difficult, man. It was definitely difficult. I, I think that's, um, that's just part of the sport where it's like when you're, when you're on top, you're on top. And then, you know, yeah, like, like boxing where it's like pound for pound, but like maybe in battle rap bar for bar, <laughs> you know, bar for right, bar. Right, 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 right. The battle rap world kind of had B-Dot in a, on a pedestal where it's like, oh my God, he's, he did really great battle in the year 2016 and he's battling Averb during his decline. Averb has peaked already. So, you know, everybody right. has high expectations and with expectations can come disappointments. You know, not saying that you That's disappointed. Yeah. Not saying you disappointed the battle. You did great. Career performance. Thank that's, you. That's, appreciate, that's, appreciate it. That's definitely where like the sport gets tricky because you know like you had a great battle with Verb, you had a great battle with Loso. Let's say whoever your next opponent is, you have another phenomenal performance, better than the last two. Then your your yeah. opponent after that, everybody's gonna expect you know you to be astronomical. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, it never stops. Yeah, it, it never, never stops. It never stops. So like you kind of got got a taste of like the battle rap pressure. And it's interesting because I, I, I've heard in interviews you say, well, like, you know, I'm still kind of new to battle rap. I'm still like, I'm not like here to tell anybody what to do or what to say. You're not necessarily new right. to battle rap. You've been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a technical standpoint, yeah. You know, I, I just try to be humble with the whole approach because, you know, in terms of a lot of these guys, man, got 100 battles and shit, you know, and I'm up here with, <laughs> with like, you know, five or six, man. Or, or now I think I got a total of eight after the Loso joint. So I just try to be humble in that regard. Like, man, I, I'm still a newbie. I, I still have a lot to learn in terms of the big stage and the big format. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that. Absolutely. So, like, now we can dissect the verb battle, which, you know, I, I copped a live pay-per-view. I saw it live. When I watch battles the first time, I always kind of, like, have notes on the side. I have, like, a little score yeah. sheet. Then I dissect the battle a couple times. And I have to say, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, have to, I have to say, what, what's interesting about that performance from you is the time limits. Where it's like, you know, I, I'm 100% sure if you give B-Dot another 30 seconds to a minute, the battle looks completely yeah. different. But now you have yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You have to right. fight in the element. And even though yeah. I thought you lost the battle 2-1 in a small edge, yeah. what was most right. interesting to me is that the round you won was probably Verb's best round. So it lets me know, like, okay, he has the capability to really take somebody out when he's at his full peak, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. That's a, that's interesting you said that. I agree. I thought his first round was dope, was phenomenal, and I thought my first round was just slightly better. And then I think, my I think second round, you know. Yeah, I think your first round was, like, very good. And if you had just finished the showtime, would have put the nail in the coffin where, like, that round, yeah. that round can't be discussed. Yeah, facts, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, it's unfortunate, man. I, I didn't get that showtime out, but it's all good, man. So, no, I agree with you, though. I could definitely understand you, you having him 2-1, man. I felt like, uh, me personally, I felt like I edged the first, and I felt like the third, I felt like he got the second, and I felt like the third is preference. Like, if, you know, if people want to yeah, hear that really... type of talk about Michael Brown and St. Louis and shit like that. But, but yeah, it was a dope battle. 
Absolutely. The third round definitely could go either way, too. And I think I think what would have helped you really close out the third round is just that when you put the end of your third round with, uh, you know, you told your verb, that's how you talk to your conscious. You know, like you were speeding up throughout the whole round of round one and two because you're trying to conceal the time limit. Since you're ending the battle right. and it's not like nobody's going to cut you off abruptly like they would in round one or two, you could have probably slowed the pace down for just like the last maybe 45, 30 seconds of your round and it could have had a little bit more impact where it's like, okay, now more people are believing. The ner- yeah, the, the nervousness of that though, like the, the, the me, I, I'm as I was rapping, I was thinking like they're going to cut me off and I got to say this, this is how you talk to your conscience. Like I, I have to get this out. You know what I mean? So that's why I was speeding to get to that point, man. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, man. It's probably, I mean, I, I, I appreciate you saying career performance, but it's probably my worst performance to date, performance-wise. I think the stuff I was saying was dope, but my energy and my vibe and my performance is probably my worst performance to date. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, I, I won't absolutely that it's your worst, but I see, like, where you have it as of, uh, like, you're your worst critic, you know. We are yeah. our own worst critics, especially battle rappers. Like, this performance is that we love as fans, as media, right. and it, the battle rapper hates or dislikes or says, eh, I could have did better. It's not my best. I know that wasn't my best. But for the right, magnitude right. of what that was and who it was against and what you came off of, that's why I say this is like a career performance where it gets remembered and it gets talked about. Where, you know, five, ten battles down the line when we're talking about, hey, it's B. The greatest is be that the best of this. We can reflect on these these battles. These are the battles that gets reflected on. Right, right. What was no, I hear biggest, you. That's a fact. What was your biggest takeaway from the battle? Um, the time limit, man. <laughs> I just the time limit, man. That's the only thing I could think about. I was really hoping that I would learn. You know, they they always say when you battle somebody of that stature, like a verb, you learn something in terms of. Uh, you know, battle rap wise, like you learn something new, a new trick. But only thing I can really say, outside of the time limit, what I did learn is that you can manipulate the crowd based on your cadence. Um, you can, you cannot really be saying anything of any value, but if you say it with a certain cadence and a certain flow, they think you're saying something. For instance, uh, he told me that I. Um, you Mason better waving feathers in vacation weather. Now, to me, right, it's really not saying anything, um, but I get, like, you know, the multisyllabic flow and the cadence, and I get why that could be appealing, as well as the uh, salutations. My pen took a malmutation. It's, it's, I guess it's cool, like, to play with. I, I'd be so nervous in terms of what this culture is accepting of, you know what I mean? I, if I came up with that, I would be like, nah, I'm going to get booed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would be like, idea. I would be thinking, like, that's not going to work. But, you know, Bird took the risk. I, I, maybe based on his legacy and based on who he is and his experience, maybe he just knew it was going to work. So I, I guess I learned that. I learned that you can play with cadences and you don't have to necessarily say a punchline or say something of any value or substance. But it's, it's, it's always, I guess it's always cool to play with your voice and use different cadences to get the crowd more, like, involved in what you're doing, I guess. I guess I can say I learned that. The, the the thing that makes good battle rappers and great battle rappers is learning the cadence and how to adapt for battles, opponents, and more importantly, the setting. Like, you know, and in the league, because you can battle in the same area, but two different leagues, you might have to really change your cadence, and let alone mm-hmm. battling outside of your realm or battling in a whole other league. So, like, Verb, 
for him, like it wasn't so much of a risk because he knew King of the Dot was going to allow him to be that nature. Whereas in other places, mm-hmm. he's battled. You know, he gets booed, et cetera, et cetera. He can't do that. Right. And for you, right. that's where um, your Loso battle makes it really great because, okay, boom, you finally leave L.A. because you had that stigma too. Oh, beat out only battles in L.A. But no, beat out takes his next biggest battle with somebody in his, you know, generation because Loso is a part of your generation right now. Even though you have been battling for a while, since you since you just blown up now and Loso's coming up now, it, it all just made sense. And this is where you guys kind of fall into the same bubble. And you take Loso in Georgia, and he's actually not from there either. So it's almost like, even though bullpen is his home, it's, it's still mutual yeah. grounds, still mutual grounds. Yeah, technically, yeah, yeah. So now we get to transition to the Loso battle. I want to really, I really want to dissect how did this battle come into fruition? How did this happen? Who set it up? You know, because it's interesting. You you guys both have very unique styles. With a point where I'm like, I think these guys would be friends. You know, if they weren't battling right now, like I can tell yeah. them <laughs> each other. They probably talk on the phone or you know go over each other's lyrics yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You know, <clears throat> me and Loso are really cool, especially after the battle. It, we were cool before the battle, but we're really cool now. But um, but yeah, that's all John John man. John John's responsible for that. Um, in actuality, John John was trying to make this battle happen like a year ago. Um, you know, but it didn't come to fruition. We were supposed to battle last summer on bullpen, and then we were supposed to battle earlier this year, like January, I believe it was, January or February. No, I'm sorry, March, March, because that's when South by Southwest is in Texas. So we were supposed to, John John was going to do a deal with South by Southwest. And, uh, excuse me, me and Loso were supposed to battle there. So we've been in the work, we've been in the, the battle been in the making for a minute after everybody pretty much, agreed that the saga battle wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? So I think John seen that as an opportunity. And, um, oh, that's a bar. I could have said John seen the opportunity. Ooh, that would have been a bar. But uh, <laughs> I guess John seen the opportunity. And, um, you know, he booked it, man. And, yeah, it, it was it was a classic. It's, he had good foresight with that. I mean, to see somebody like Loso, who obviously is a Christian, um, very energetic, has high energy, raps really, really well. Um, you know, John just saw a classic in the making and he definitely delivered that. Now, it's interesting. When you battle Verb, you know, you were kind of the overwhelming favorite in the community. You battle Loso, yeah. then you become the underdog. Where who right. was more, who was more dangerous for you? Um, Loso. Loso for sure, man, based on just based on what we were going to be discussing. You know what I mean? Like and what it means to my community versus his community, you know me coming from the conscious community, him coming from the Christian community, you know, it, it meant a lot to our viewers and our, our, our fellowship and people we build with um, to go out there and represent our beliefs correctly, you know. So with that in mind, I would have to say Loso. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm not, I can't say Loso is a better battle rapper than Aver, but I just think that the conversation, he, he knew how to approach me and how to defend himself better than a lot of people did that I've battled, you know, thus far. Absolutely. It must have really, you know, give you guys a really confident and great feeling to know that, like, you guys are technically the undercard of the event, but John John the Don and, and Chilla Jones, they battle second. And so you right. you and Beat Out suddenly become the headliner just because that's what was in demand. Right. Right. No, that's a fact. I, I was joking with John before the, before the battle, like, like weeks before, and I was telling him that we were the main event regardless Regardless of how it turned out, man, I I I, I was telling them we're gonna be the main event, bro. So yeah, it, it ended up turning out that way. 
a lot of respect to John John for also being humble in that sense because some people could have easily said, hey, it's my name, it's my name. You know, and Chilla and John John are from the same generation too. I think it's, I think Chilla and John John is a great matchup. Maybe a little past his yeah. because, you know, maybe early 2012, 2013, had their battle then when they were still much more hungry and that would have been great. But Chilla Jones is yeah. established now where now he's kind of building his legacy. And John John Jadon is now becoming the mogul. He's following the Arsenal route where he's creating his league and taking battles in his own league and creating artists. Right. You know? So for me, going into the Loso battle with you, man, that battle was something else. Like, there's no way anybody can watch that battle once. <laughs> there's no way. That's a classic, bro. Yeah, that's an absolute classic, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, what's so overall, like I remember when the battle dropped. I'm I was watching it with, you know, my partner as well in the as, as for the podcast and he goes, Wow, I have Loso three zip. I'm like, nah, I have Loso two one. And then we're with a girl, his girlfriend who watches Battle Rap, she goes, I have uh Loso uh losing two one. I'm like we're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. how did all three of us battle? And we all had different opinions right here in the spot. And we have to rewatch it again. Right. And then you know, her opinion changed. My opinion changed. His opinion kind of altered. He still had Loso winning. But then we all broke down and had a discussion. We had a discussion of the battle instead of actually the content in the battle. So this battle right. is discussions of mindsets, of views, of ideologies, of how you view situations and things and live your life. So you guys really right. – this battle's for the thinkers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. That's why I'm not mad at nobody with their preference or whatever. Because to me, it's it's a couple it's a couple ways that people are gonna come to winners. And for me, if you have a lack of knowledge and understanding about the subject matter that I was covering, then you're not gonna score points for the attack. You know, like I, I I'm pretty sure like 90 percent of people don't even know who Henrietta Lacks is. And so me bringing up Henrietta Lacks is my rebuttal to him saying, why are you calling the black woman God or why are you giving her, you know, that much veneration and that that much glorification? So when I bring up a scientific fact about a black woman named Henrietta Lacks whose cells that they still use to this day scientifically to help other races of people out because she has the most, um, the most, she was the most genetically, she had the most genetic variation of of any human being in existence. And so her cells and, and, and what her, what her body was able to do is, is very helpful for the whole human race, the whole human species, period. So when I bring up facts like that, that tie into the philosophy, um, anybody that knows that will score points for that. Like, oh, that's a good comeback to, you know, it's, to him it's, questioning. It's really funny you say that because that second round, I thought you lost the first, but the second round I thought you won because I thought the, the angle yeah. of polygamy was kind of like, it was a difficult angle because it's just like in, in, one, in one side of the world, People don't really agree with polygamy, but the world yeah. is, the world is revolutionized and changed. Where like a lot of people agree with it. There's a lot of things have changed in the last ten years. Like you know, polygamy, um, the way America and our society views you know LGBT, um, us having freedom, yeah. minorities having more power. So many things have changed in the last ten years. Where it's like those stigmas that were taboo no longer a taboo. So in yeah. one sense, it's like, yeah, I get it. Somebody may still not be agree with it, but the, the reality of us, of our society. Well, it's a, it's a, it's it's just a misunderstanding of culture, and it's just a western it's a western way of looking at life. And really, it's 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 a it's a trickle down effect from white supremacy and you know white American Western culture to look down upon other cultures' lifestyles 
Absolutely. And and things that they do. I mean, it, it's 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 similar. Not to not to say polygamy is, you know, in the same ballpark as homosexuality or anything of that nature. But it's like I'm sure low so being that homosexuality is 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 so prevalent and so it's so regular nowadays and not a big deal. I'm sure Loso knows a homosexual. He has to know at least one homosexual, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I can't condemn him. He's a Christian, and his Bible says that homosexuals should be put to death, you know? But I can't condemn him, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge him on his relationship with a homosexual. Right. Because he's not, cause he's not homosexual. I'm not attacking homosexuality um, at all. I, I never would in, in, in the first place, and if I were to, I would only attack it if I was talking to an homosexual. So when we deal with polygamy and my uh, affiliation and, and, and my friendship with Brother Polite, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm monogamous, though. I have one wife, and that's my friend who's a polygamist and has multiple wives that he treats with the utmost respect, and they love the situation they're in. So all in all, for one, it has nothing to do with me, and for two, yeah. it's someone's life. Yeah, You know, for one, it has nothing to do with me, and for two, it's someone's lifestyle that, um, I don't. I don't think anybody has a place judging. Like, you know, yeah, if, if that's, that's kind of why I felt about that round. I was like, you know what? Like, there's somebody that might feel this round. They might really be strongly against this. But even if you don't agree with it, you might have to just accept it in a, in a well or in a realm where it's like, hey, this person lives this way. I can't judge it. So that that round for right. me wasn't as effective as his first or his third. And that's why I I gave you round two for me at least pretty clearly. It's still a debatable round for others because at the end of the day, yeah. it's a mindset thinkers battle so however you think and view something yeah. is how it's where you're gonna go and so right um, that's a fact i i really i liked but at the same time disliked how long each round was you know i know you guys had so much to say to each other but i felt like sometimes like when i fall the first round and it was eight minutes long i'm like wow every round is going to be an angle and they're going to be long do you think that can yeah. take away from the battle um, it depends on how you do it. You, you, I don't know, man. Like, you still got to be entertaining. You know what I'm saying? I think exactly. I think that his level of... Okay, so for me, right, like, I, I understand you got him winning, but for me... Actually, I I have you his, winning on, on, my, on my second and third watch. But on the first watch, I had him winning uh, 2-1. I had him winning okay, so for, the third. And then as I progressed, I had you winning the second and the third. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I appreciate that. Either way, like, even if... Whoever has him winning, my thing is, like, they probably have him winning based on consistent attempts to punch. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, uh, his, his, his rhyme pattern is to get to a punch, like, every two to four bars, whereas my rhyme pattern is to build up and, and make, it, make the punch make the most sense possible, probably, like, eight to 12 bars. So that's why it's, like, one of them things. So not only do you have to, whatever your level of knowledge of, uh, of and understanding is, that's one thing. And then how you're perceiving the battle based on his his rapid you know flow pattern and in, in, in comparison to mine. So there's so many levels and layers to judge the battle, man. Me personally, yeah, um, I got myself. I, I mean, <laughs> this is biased, but I got myself with a three zero edge. Um, I think his first round it was dope and it was long, but there like if, if it's like boxing, he was like jabbing. He was he was scoring a lot of jabs. And I, I think I scored, like, a lot of power punches in the first. Like, you know, with the whole original text, um, suicide jihad, and, um, and then, of course, the end when I did the, the Briz impersonation, things of that nature. I think I, I think that those were more, like, impactful and memorable out of our first, out of both of our first rounds. So, 
but yeah, man, either way, man, I, I, I don't mind. Like I told him, like, you know, we was talking about it and I told him like, it don't matter to me, man, win, lose, whatever. I just, I just, I'm happy for myself this that I, uh, bounced back from that verb, that verb performance. Cause I hated that performance. So I'm just happy. I was comfortable. I was in a pocket. It's like a whole different performance. Like if you go watch me versus verb and then watch me versus Loso, it's like, I'm like a whole different person, you know what I mean? And you, I was just yeah. happy that I got out. Do you think now there'll be that pressure where it's um, moving forward? Every battle you've had, you've been able to make your opponent and yourself look good where both you guys ultimately win and progress in battle rap because since battle rap is now more of a career sport, a performance sport for your career, you know, you, right. you and Danny look great. Both you guys are going to get good, right. looks, good looks in the next battle. You and your right. Cortez look good. You're both going to get good looks. You and Verb both look great. You look great against Verb and Verb. We got a vintage Verb. So now everybody's excited right. to see Verb again. And you and Loco right. both in the same generation still, I guess, up and coming. Now you guys have the, the pick of the litter where it's like, hey, Loco, battle, look out for that. Beat us next battle, look out for that. You think that adds, uh-huh. you think that adds pressure to you where it's like, okay, my next battle, not only do I have to perform, but I have to make sure you know my my opponent matches my intensity so I can continue like this level of consistency where all my battles have replay value and, and, and con and good content on both ends. Yeah, I think it's inevitable, man. Cause I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only one in the sport that, that makes people feel like that. Like when people got, get a book, get a battle with me booked and they know they about to face me. I just feel like they say to themselves, this guy is going to try to like tear my head off and he's going to try to kick knowledge and he might have me on the wrong side of history uh, where it's a viral clip and I'm just standing there getting killed, you know what I mean? And he's kicking all this knowledge. So I think it makes everybody, like, step it up all the way. Like, I think we've seen – I think me versus Danny was the best Danny Myers. I think me versus Cortez was the best Cortez since him versus Hollowhand. Um, I think me versus Loso was the best Loso. And obviously me versus Verb was one of the better Verbs that we've had in the past couple of years. You know, all the way back to probably his Hitman Holler battle, you know. So I think that I put that pressure on the opponent because they normally come with, like, not only my intensity and the way I rap, but just the information as well. So it make everybody step up. So I, I think every time I step out there, I think my opponent is going to be on the A-game. I don't think, you know, when you see B-Dot name and you got to battle B-Dot, I don't think nothing about that says you can slack, you know. So... So I want to transition a little bit. I want to segue on to more battle rap talk, but more as well as uh, your network in battle rap. So I'm aware that you created, well, not no, not created, but you're a part of a battle rap group called Vanguard. Did you create it exactly? Yeah. So it was your idea. No, no, oops. Mind behind it because I know you were in there with Oops and Excel. So I kind of want to learn more about Oops is the mastermind. Yeah, Oops. Yeah, Oops. I, all Oops, man. Oops is the mastermind. Oops was trying to get me on Riders Block for a while. I wasn't really feeling the idea at first, but um, hold on, hold on, real quick. <coughs> Excuse me, glad to Um, I wasn't really feeling the idea. Thank you. At first, and then they disbanded, and then Oof came back around and was like, "Look, bro, uh, me, you, and Excel, man. I feel like we're the only people that's trying to like, you know, talk some righteousness from a, from a black perspective and all that. Let's form a group. Let's, you know what I'm saying? And I came up with the name. It was Oof's idea to form the group, but I, I came up with the name Vanguard. And um, I don't know, though, bro. Like, honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't know if it's something that's going to stick or something that's going to be really pushed and promoted. Um, I don't know. It might have just been for that moment. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, bro. We'll see. Um, I haven't talked to Oops in a while. I talked to Excel, but I don't know, bro, to be honest. It, it might just be one of them things that was just like a little, a little flash in the pan. You know what I mean? 
No, absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a lot of branding now with so many battle rap groups, you know, with NWX, Writer's Block, Team Hami, and, you know, the, the list goes on and on. You know, where it's like, you know, people creating groups, people look out for it. And if, you know, now we see B-Dot, we have see B-Dot in a group that he, he's a part of, he he formated with, you know, Oops and Excel. Okay, now we're like, okay, all three of these guys kind of have the same mindset. Now you put a microscope on your partners as well, and then all you guys have a full branding where it's like, hey, book Vanguard for this event, and then all three of you guys start being together on cards, you know? Right, absolutely, yep. So this is the question that everybody loves to ask after every battle. You know, people love to ask this question without appreciating what we have so far, but... Mm-hmm. What is next for B dot, or what would B dot like to be next? Like, do if you have anybody in mind where it's like, I would love this person to battle. I don't, man. I really don't, man. I like I like when things manifest themselves organically. Um, it's usually it usually happens when somebody kind of jumps out the window and says something disrespectful about me or towards me or whatever. Um, so we'll see, man. I'm sure to come. I'm sure when these two battles drop. Somebody gonna be saying something, you know, something crazy, and, and, and cause some type of contention. You know, something will something will manifest itself from that. But other than that, man, looks like you have a lot I'm chilling, man. You have a lot of patience where the game kind of comes to you. Yeah, I just feel like there's no need. I feel like I don't like. I guess a lot of these other guys don't have a lot of other stuff going on. Perhaps I don't know, but for me, man, I just find a new independent deal. Um, I'm working on some music, so that's my heart. I, I, my heart is, is to make music, man. So. I'm going to focus on that, and if something manifests itself, then, yeah, you know, we could do that. If it makes sense, if the platform is right, if the compensation is right, if everything adds up, man, I, I definitely, you know, will be back in the ring, you know, hopefully sooner than later. So now the, moving outside the ring and technically after the battle, what's one thing that kind of influences you outside of battle rap to be the artist that you are right now? Outside of also beyond kind of like your experiences that you described to me earlier, What's a big influence mm-hmm. for you and something that you would love to be doing as well, like outside of rap? Um, and I would love to be like a teacher or a professor, man, and do lectures and, you know, go around the country talking at different colleges and, and college campuses. I, I just really want, I just really want African descendants to understand where they come from, understand the culture of the people, the native tongue of the people, the spirituality of their people, and then make the decision. You know, then you know. Look at the look at the the, the historicity of our people. Look at what happened to our people. Um, add it up against what what's happening. You know, in modern day and, and whatever your lifestyle and your you know religious beliefs are. You know, put put it up against what our ancestors were doing, and then make the choice instead of just saying you know I don't really care about what happened back then. You know, <clears throat> I'm a I'm a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I'm whatever, and that's what it is. I just want people to understand you know where we come from and and the history of it, man. So I would just love to continue to go around disseminating that information, whether it be, you know, through the music or it be, you know, if I was, you know, some type of professor or teacher or just went around doing lectures and, and, and doing, you know, public speaking. So that's that's what I'm trying to transition into, you know. Right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my early 30s, so by mid-30s to late-30s, I want to be doing that kind of stuff instead of doing, instead of rapping in general, to be honest with you. So that's what I'm trying to get to. Absolutely, man. So that's great to hear, like, all the confidence that you kind of have and how much positivity you want to spread in in your community and and how much you want to influence other people because I think even through your battles and through who you are as an artist and the message that you convey, you have a lot of um, powerful 
content to deliver to people where it's like, okay, this might change my mindset. This might change my view. You know, so I see that you have a lot of admiration for helping people grow. And you yourself right. have grown. You've grown a long way. You know, you've come a long way from the gun bars in the streets <laughs> to, you know, the, fa- the, the face paint, you know, in Georgia. So, right. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So I'm definitely going to wrap this on up. You know, thank you so much for letting me into your history, letting me into your thought process and uh, your history of uh, your battle career, you know, your life, your background. So it's been great, man. Absolutely, bro. Appreciate you having me, man. Just let me know how you need me to promote it or whatever you drop it. I got you, bro. No doubt. No doubt.